This morning's scripture is taken from Proverbs, fourth chapter, verses 20 through 27. My son, be attentive to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. For they are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech, and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward, and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. Last Sunday, we learned that legacy of family, legacy of faith, is knowing where I am from and where I am going by the wisdom passed on from our parents to children. So the parents must get the wisdom and embrace it to bring life to our children. Today is the part two how children receive the wisdom and succeed the legacy of faith. First, children must pay attention to wisdom. Proverbs says, My son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. So we must focus on the wisdom of God. Concentrate on the wisdom of God not just listening. But what does the world focus on nowadays? Where do young people focusing on spend most of their time? People focusing on people, our matters, not on God not God's matter. Humanism. It sounds good, humanism. But humanism means man is the center. Man-based. The humanism dominates our world today. So, instead of inquiring God, people inquiring Google, right? Instead of gazing on God, people are watching TV or the YouTube or Netflix. Instead of following Jesus, people following the crowd. What do we pay attention to? If we pay attention to the wisdom, then we must keep them. Proverbs says, let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Keep, shamar in Hebrew means putting wisdom in a like jail. Or putting wisdom in a like a, a safe a vault. We putting in there. So we are locked in with the wisdom. We are locked in a prison cell with wisdom. Actually, I told you, 
when I was in prison ministry, how people, they turn to the Lord, how people quickly transforming in prison because they said, all we can do is reading Bible here. Nothing else. When those people reading Bible all day long, they're changing. But the world is not changing. So we have to keep our wisdom, God's wisdom, in a vault in us. But what do we keep in our vault? In your safe, if you have a safe in your house, what do you keep there? Where are we locked in? There's routine life, right? There are things that we, we have to do it. Where are we locked in? Conservative means keep, right? Are you conservative? I was taught, I was told, you're going to be appointed to a conservative church. They want a conservative pastor. That's why I'm here. Are you conservative? Are we conservative church? Then question is, what do we keep to be conservative? What do we keep? Conservative must keep what is right, what is important, what is valuable, right? That's good conservative. But people want to keep, of course, we want to keep good life, welfare of a family, good health, financial security, Whatever we enjoy, whatever we think important and we love, we want to keep them. But the challenge is to keep them, we have to give up something else. That's where we live in this sinful, the world is, we are limited resource. We can't have everything. If we keep something, then we have to give up something because we are limited. So what do you give up to keep those you want to keep? What about being a conservative Christian? What should we keep to be a conservative Christian? And what should we give up to be a conservative Christian? We must keep the values and priorities for God, not for us. Proverbs says, For they, wisdoms, are life to those who find them, and healing to all their flesh. Actually, it means the, the wisdom blessing us secure our prosperity. Why? Why the wisdom give us healing and wisdom is the life to us, the real, real good life, because the wisdom transforms us. To be transformed, 
we have to change. We must be able to change. Right? Then we are healed and we are living good life. Progressive. Progressive means change. Being able to change, we must have this freedom to change. In other words, liberal. We have to be liberal to change. That freedom we need to change. Change it from the evil ways, the wrong ways, from the false teachings. We, are, we, we must be able to change with the freedom, being liberal. But some Christians are so hardened and unable to change, even though they know it is wrong. But they're unable to change. They misunderstand the definition of being conservative. They think they're right and know everything all the time. Remember prophet Isaiah said, We are the clay and you are the potter. Right? If you have a grandchildren, maybe you know they play with the Play-Doh. When you open, uh, store the Play-Doh after playing and leave it open, the, you know, the lid, then what happens? It will dry it up and then harden. You have to throw it away. We have to be this very soft Play-Doh all the time so God can shape us and make us and even fix us for his meaning and purpose, what he intended originally. So called so called progressive Christians claim they are changing things for God, but sometimes they are not. They change things for themselves. In the same token, the so-called conservative Christian claim they are keeping things for God, but they are not sometimes. So we, Christian, must be both conservative and progressive for God, for Christ, for church, not for us. Sometimes we have to be very hard like a rock with the truth. But sometimes we have to be like clay, dynamic, willing to change, willing, willing to give up. So let's not, I'm not appointed to a conservative church. I am appointed to God's people church. Amen. It is because people confuse, people mixed up between the destiny and choice. 
Some Christians try to change their destiny. We can change our parents. I know it. Not every children love their parents. Right? But we can change our parents. We can change our race, our ethnicity. We can change it. We can change our gender. We can change God. We can change our Bible. We can change our creed. We keep this creed for 2,000 years. We already sacrificed so many Christians to have this creed. For over 2,000 years, we approve it over and over. So we can change the creed. Then we are not in one same church. If we have, if you, if we, someone, someone have a different creed, we can change who God is and what Jesus has done for us. But at the same time, some Christians believe their choice as a destiny somehow. So they don't want to change, which they can change, or they can, they are able to change. We have a choice between the God and the world every day. We can choose between holiness and sinfulness. We know what is holy, we, we know what is not holy, which is not holy. We know that. But many times we choose unholy, ungodliness. What are the choices we facing today? What are the choices in front of us? What are the destiny? What are the choice we have? And what do you want to change? And what should you, what should we change for God? And what should we keep for God? And how do we know? Proverbs says, keep your heart with vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. This is the same word, Hebrew word. We keep our heart in the prison, in the vault. So it can't escape. This is how we can sort between choice and destiny by keeping our heart. Our heart? No. Our heart is unstable. Our heart can dwindle, shifting easily. With all those emotions, So we have to tune our heart with God, time to time. Maybe the Sunday, every Sunday worship, every your devotion, every daily devotion, is the time you're tuning with your God. 
because our nature in this world, our nature is going out of tune easily. So keeping heart. Heart is the inner person who decides our mind and will. So how we keep our heart? Proverbs suggests three ways to keep our heart. First, we must put away crooked speech and put devious talk far from us. Crooked speech means leading people into wrong way by deviate justice, deviate the truth. Devious talk means harming other people, intentionally harming others by their speech. We know, we talked about this. We speak in the Spirit of God. So when we do not have heart of God, our tongue, our words can be too edged sword that destroy people, harm people, discourage people. But when we are tuned with God, our speak, our speech, our tongue can pierce into the division of soul and of spirit, of joints, and discern the thoughts and intentions, intentions of the heart. But many times we speak our own, our own words, our own knowledge that can defile us, defile other people, and hurt other people. So we must control our speech first to keep heart. Our heart, our speech must be truthful and building others up and benefit those who listen. Second, to keep our heart, we must keep our vision. Proverbs says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Unlike listening, we have a choice with our vision, our sight. Remember, we're collection. We are who we are, the collection of who we met, what we watch. Because every meeting leaves remains. The remains make impact on us. So what we watch shape our heart and deviate our thinking and make us to do, decide, to decide what to do, what we do. Third, to keep our heart, we must be careful where we go. Of course. Proverbs says, ponder the path of your feet then all your ways will be sure. It means we must go where would God go? Where you go with God all the time. So we must be careful where we go on the road. 
on the internet, where we invest, where our money goes, and where our time goes, where our energy goes, we have to watch out. Let's ask ourselves, where have we been? Where are we trying to go? And where are we going nowadays? Do you ponder, think before you go? So then Proverbs says, Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot away from evil. So dear children of God, we are living in this evil world, such a chaotic and confusing, isn't it? The leaders of the world seems don't know where they lead us. The leaders of a church our shepherds lost their direction. And many Christians do not pay attention to God anymore. They don't keep wisdom in their heart with vigilance anymore. Wisdom, the words of God, is not the priority, top priority anymore for many, many Christians. And many churches and Christians are no longer the salt and light of their community and the nation and our nation. So the world is so rotten. Our community, our society is so rotten and dark. People become more and more hateful and violent. So what should we do? Because God commissioned us to go into the world, make disciples. And when the world is so rotten and going wrong way, it is our responsibility. Because God entrusted the people around you, our community here, our county, our nation, our world, God entrusted you and me to His church. Not only to those pastors, only those missionaries, but for every Christian. We are called to be the salt and light. Jesus warned us so many times, you will be rejected, you will be persecuted to being light and the salt. We are not here to pleasing the world. We are not here to make happy, make them happy. But we are here to transform them. We want we are here to make them keep the wisdom of God. So we must build the legacy of faith in our family first. And we must expand our family through the church and we must build the legacy of faith through our church. And so church must repent and pay attention to the wisdom of God. Let's return to our God by confessing our faith.
I know you are confessing your faith. I know you keep your first love with the Jesus Christ. But many churches, they're not. Many Christians out there, they are not. Then what should we do? We have to take the responsibility of their wrong way. We have to step up, raise our voice, and speak to them. Not just sit around and just have a good time just between us. So let's restore the love we had first. And let's press on towards the finish line and receive the crown from the above, not from the below. Do not expect any reward from this world. If then we'll be victorious, we'll have the victory of Jesus on the cross. And we have to give this victory to our children, our next generation. That is our calling. That is the legacy of our church, of our family. Amen.